A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and carried them all away. So will it be also at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be out in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too, you also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. The Gospel of the Lord. My family is having a different sort of Advent this year. My nephew and his wife are awaiting the birth of their third child in the next two weeks or so. No one knows the exact day or hour, so we watch and wait for news. Waiting and watching is itself a form of action. It's not nothing to watch over children or to watch a sunrise to behold something without acting upon it. If we were to open the Gospel accounts according to Matthew and Luke, we discover a great many people waiting for the Messiah, the Christ. Mary and Joseph are waiting, Zechariah and Elizabeth, Simeon and Anna are waiting. Shepherds are keeping watch over their flocks by night, and the magi from the east are scanning the night sky. Waiting often implies an impatience, a restlessness, or even anguish. Waiting may seem empty and unproductive or useless. We do not like to wait, and yet we have to wait all the time. We wait for a response to our inquiry. We wait for a spouse or lover or friend to arrive or to depart or to change. We wait for the traffic light to turn, for flowers to bloom. We wait for someone to be healed or for someone to die. We wait for children to grow up or to come home. We wait for what will happen in Israel and Palestine, between Russia and Ukraine. The people waiting in Matthew's Gospel are waiting with some kind of assurance. Waiting is nothing passive. Rather, waiting is an active acknowledgement that God is at work in our life, even in ways beyond what we imagine. When the prophet Isaiah put into words the vision he saw, it awakened a desire in the children of Israel to climb the Lord's mountain and walk in the light of the Lord. In a world no different from our own,
Isaiah spoke a word of hope. Advent invites us to ponder how the world may be when God is reckoned to be at the center of it. A great transformation is on the way. War into peace. Weapons into tools. Battlefields into gardens. My nephew and his wife have given a name to the one whom they await. Jillian Grace. From the very day her coming was known, their lives have been different. Her presence has already changed everything, even though they have yet to meet her face to face. If you find yourself anxious just now in what you're waiting for or in what you sense awaits you, there may actually be some hidden good news Inside the experience of anxiety about the unknown is a seed of hope. Anxiety is an anticipation of the future, and so is hope. St. Paul writes in the letters of the Romans, We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves groan inwardly while we wait For in hope we are saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Brother Curtis Almquist says that if you find yourself waiting anxiously just now, you should pray for the conversion of your anxiety. Converted anxiety is hope. If you're anxious now, you are almost already hopeful. You must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. That's a promise. That's not a caution about how God might come to us in the end, but an assurance of how God does come to us all the time. It's clear from today's gospel passage that the early Christian community frequently reflected on this same question. How come two people from the same background, even the same family, have different reactions to Jesus' message? Two men will be in the field, two women grinding at the same will. One will be taken by Jesus, the other won't. The only way to explain it is that one was awake to what was happening around him or her, and the other wasn't. Just as someone pre-warned that a robber was going to hit their house tonight would stay awake and not let his house be broken into, so we've been pre-warned that the Son of Man is coming in our day-to-day lives. He comes again at Christmas. He comes in the person of the bell ringer on the corner. He comes in the family in need of a home. He comes in the person confined to home or the hospital for the holidays. He comes in the endless request for charity for those in need. He comes in you. He comes in me. He comes in the least likely and most unwelcome guest. He comes in quiet and in chaos. The waiting is promising. You must be ready, 
for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. We can expect that God will come to us again and again, even unexpectedly. Look for it. Watch for it. Wait for it.